Welcome back, everybody. This is the Blackwash Podcast. I'm your favorite host, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. So, you already know how we're going to do it. Before we get into today's topic, let's talk about what's on my mind. And there's a couple of things that are on my mind. First and foremost, I just want to say, damn, work is made a thousand times better when you fuck with the people you work with. I just remember going in today thinking like today was just going to be having so many things that I had to do. And I remember yesterday when I got out, I got, got out a little late. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to do X, Y, Z. I get in there today and my um, I wouldn't say she's my assistant, but somebody I work with. She was like, oh, by the way, I saw X, Y, and Z on your schedule. So I just went, went ahead and handled that for you. And I just thought to myself, like, when when the people you work with are in lockstep and when you go left they know you're going left when you go right they know you're going right it makes your day a whole lot better so i definitely appreciate that that's something i've come to value that's something i couldn't even put a price on like if i was offered a job with more money but i knew i wouldn't have the type of relationships that i have forged at my place of employment i wouldn't even bounce i just stay there and say you you gonna damn near have to double it because like I said, being having that peace of mind, knowing that you have competent people working with you and people who got your back and people who want to make sure the job gets done, but the job gets done well, I certainly appreciate it. But secondly, one thing that I had today is we had a disgruntled client that I met with, and I just thought, what an incredible power it is when you have the flexibility to communicate with different types of people. I mean, anybody who's familiar with business settings knows that you never know what type of person is going to come through. And I just am so grateful that I have, uh, like I have the type of background that has allowed me to be able to communicate with so many people. Destiny will tell you, she, she always made fun of me because we'll, we'll be out and about and next, thing you know, I'm, I'm talking to an 80 year old war veteran about something that is just completely random and she's like where do you know that guy from and i was like i don't i just started talking to him and it's like the one thing i will say that's beautiful beautiful about having that gift is when you're not afraid to engage when you're when you're comfortable with different groups of people it really is a superpower and you don't realize it until you look at people who don't have that skill so that's what's on my mind i'm incredibly grateful I thank God for the gifts that I do have, and I thank God for the people that he's put in my life that I can depend on in different settings. Destiny, what's on your mind today? What's on my mind today is I'm just wondering, if you guys recall, like, a, I think last season, actually, we had an episode where we talked about Amazon and how Amazon was just like this huge figure and how I felt like they were scamming and how they deserved a RICO. And I just want everyone to know that I was onto something. So there are several states that are suing Amazon for running a monopoly, and I want in. That's the first thing on my mind. And the second thing on my mind, you know, I got to keep it balanced. I'm really happy that I was able to crack that case open. And, you know, I was able, somebody listening to this podcast, you know, investigated a little thoroughly and brought those claims against Amazon. So I'm really happy about that. But the second thing that I'm really happy about, not that I'm happy about, excuse me, that I'm really annoyed about is that this is the third week 
that we have started this podcast up with what's on our mind, dude, we've had to discuss this Taylor Swift shit. I am so sick of every media outlet. I don't even watch football and I'm sick of it. I like, it's so ridiculous. Like every reputable source that you can think of is reporting on this freaking girl who like clearly just runs the world. And I'm just like enough. And I don't, I, and I don't mean to cut you off, but that just goes to say, Hey man, there is levels to this shit. Because anybody knows anything about football knows there's celebrities at NFL games all the time. There's certainly celebrities at uh, NBA games all the time. But the amount of coverage that um, Taylor Swift and, and granted part of it is because she's actually dating a player on the team. But I even remember when Jessica Simpson was dating Tony Romo. It didn't seem like the camera had to be on her 20 times a game. And so I will say that just goes to show you, like, there's levels to this. There's famous, and then there's whatever the fuck Taylor Swift is, because she is definitely somebody who garners attention for some reason. No one cares. It's the media that's trying to make us care. It's like enough. But anyway, on a more serious note, <laughs> today's topic, sorry, you guys, I'm, like, over here choking. It's today's topic today is the talk of the world right now almost 27 years later there is finally a lead an arrest in the Tupac Shakur murder that happened in Las Vegas Nevada so for those of you that are young like me you know we only learned about Tupac like as we were older because I think, what? not I think, I know, this happened in 1996. So to give some insight, I was four years old. I wasn't born yet. You're a liar. So you were three. I was four years old. So there was this rapper who was in a lot of people's top five best rappers of all time, Tupac Shakur. Like, if you don't know who he is, like, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Um, but anyway, he um, was like kind of, I think, like comparable, just like activism wise and like as a person wise to like, in my eyes, like a Kendrick Lamar or a J. Cole today, like just very like um, aware of like what was going on and like society, like basically like rhyming about real things in the world like that affected his community and it, he was just like a poet he was also um an actor and whatever but anyway so there was like this huge rivalry at the time like a lot of people had no idea like what happened like it could have been like an east coast west coast thing they didn't know like who um was responsible for this murder but anyway, like early 2000s, there was some speculation, but like, if you know, there's like a code in like the hood or like in the community that like you just don't snitch. So like, I'm sure there's tons of people that who knew, like- Unless it's on yourself, apparently. Yeah, who, unless what? Unless it's on yourself, apparently. You're allowed to snitch. Apparently, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, comes to find out there were actually like, I want to- not that I want to give credit, but like everybody is talking about it now that Vlad TV, 
they did tons of interviews with this guy named Keefe D. And he is basically like admitting that like he was in the car with the shooter who shot Tupac. And he's basically telling this story for years, wrote a book, everything. So come to find out, I guess the FBI and the police department allegedly knew this for years. And they wanted to get some other information from him. So they gave him like a proffer, which essentially was like, hey, we're gonna give you a deal. You tell us everything that happened here and we're not able to use this against you or charge you with any of the crimes that you um, gave us, you know, information on. So he thought that he was in the clear and, you know, he's doing all these interviews with Vlad and um, in his book. And everybody knows the story, like, in the streets. And finally, I don't know, they found some loophole around this and finally made an arrest. This guy is now 60 years old and for 27 years been in the streets. Um, he's basically admitted that he's accessory to murder or an accomplice or he conspired i don't know what happened but are they saying orlando anderson was the shooter who are they saying was the shooter yeah so just like to like break the story down to everyone so the night that tupac was killed there was a mike tyson fight at the mgm grand so um around this time like tupac had just gotten out of jail should Knight bailed him out and he was a part of Death Row. And Death Row, they basically, Suge Knight, he gave everybody a part of Death Row, like, necklaces that said Death Row Records on it. And I think, like, a week before something, like, one of the, the people in their entourage was jumped in a mall here in California in Lakewood. And he got his chain taken and while they were at the fight the next week in vegas the guy that was in the entourage he kind of like pointed out this guy who was um anderson who was like the said the accused person that actually shot him they pointed him out and then tupac there's literally video footage it's wild it's historical like please go watch all this like video footage so they have like this huge entourage probably like 50 people storming through the casino and you know we're vegas babies like we know how the casino is there's tons of security so it's like wild to see this they go after this anderson guy and jump him in the casino and after they just like stormed out of the casino and left and i guess like everyone knew like tupac had like um an appearance at a club later that night or something but they are said well, this Keefe D guy, the guy that was arrested, he has went on record, not on record, but he's been in interviews saying like, yeah, so after the fight, we just wanted revenge. Like we all got in a car, we saw them at a stoplight and I gave Anderson, which was his nephew. He was like the youngest guy in the car. I want to say like he was under 21, like maybe like 19 or 20, gave him the gun, he shot Tupac and then like eventually you know he was taken to the hospital and he died like a week later or something so you know he's been telling the story for years and everybody's like you know like he knows it like why is nothing happening like did the government was so all the conspiracies happened like does the government have something to do with this like he's admitting it like he was there like you know it's corroborated all this stuff and like finally years later they want to do something about it 
And I just think it's so crazy because also like if you like I've watched highlights and stuff from the interview, he says also that, you know, um, Diddy and Biggie actually paid them a million dollars to kill Tupac and Suge. And that's wild. And he's like, like, so it's just like, who else is culpable in the situation? Like, what else? And, and I want to say this. I want to say this before. And, you know, and certainly people know this is like, you got to understand, right? There's, there's a special type of person to tell on themselves, right? So if somebody's telling on themselves, right? They're inclined to sensationalize it, right? To add details that makes it more scandalous or makes it more interesting because they are clearly the type of person who wants some sort of notoriety. So this is not me saying that I don't necessarily, he was believing he was in the car or that, you know, he knew who shot Tupac or he was an active participant in everything, but some of the outer details you may want to take with a grain of salt. Cause remember if somebody's willing to tell on themselves, they want a certain amount of attention. And then the more, the spicier they make things and the more, you know, attention they can draw to it, you know, the more eyes and clicks they're going to get. So, you know, like I said, I'm not saying Diddy didn't have anything to do with it, but I'm just saying that just seems like a way to make it more scandalous. And that was kind of some rumors that have been circulating, you know, uh, around that time. But Destiny continues. Also, it's been like years later. The only two people out of both cars that are alive is like this guy, Keefe D, and um, Suge Knight at this point. Everybody else has died. So the shooter was killed like a couple years later from some other unrelated like gang. They were like from like, I don't know, like something side, north side, west side, some direction Crips. And <laughs> some direction Crips. <laughs> some direction and they had some like real huge beef with like some bloods and it was like a whole bunch of gang shit and this guy like it's actually like very intriguing like learning about all this because like this guy is like an older gentleman and he talks about like how this all originated and how they were from Compton and how Compton like it was not always like a lower income, like provish area. Like it was like a prominent area. Like there were white people and then there were black people buying homes. And that's when he came around and that's when he was like initiated into a gang. And like, he talks about all this stuff in the interview and Vlad like really breaks this down. They even get like investigators and like officers that were like on in the um, FBI and like LAPD and the like, um, Las Vegas Metro Police Department who are like investigating this and have talked to all these people and it's just wild that like now they're doing something about it and it's just like really interesting seeing stuff on like social media because we're all like a newer generation like all of the older generation that like we're paying attention to this time are like you know like 50 60 years old so it's just funny because not funny, but it's just like, you know, really intriguing to watch the situation on social media because people are like, damn, it's almost 30 years. Like Tupac doesn't even care anymore. But it's just like ridiculous. And oh my God. It's like what it's wild. And I just I really want to see how this plays out. Like, is he gonna just be like, oh, I didn't have nothing to do with it? 
And we don't know who the shooter was. He could have been the shooter. Like, we don't know if he's blaming on this guy because he was the first one to die and he just blaming on the dead guy or if it was someone else or like who was involved, like did Shook set it up? It's just so many conspiracies around it. And I think like, we're never gonna actually know the complete totality of the circumstances or the truth behind it. Because like, even Shook has done an interview and said like, I'm not testifying. Like, I'm not saying anything about it. And it's kind of fucked up too, that after that, like Shook was on probation and he was on camp. Well, I don't know if he was on camera, but he was basically accused of violating his probation from that casino fight. And the guy that they're saying, Anderson, that allegedly killed Tupac, somebody paid him to testify in Shook's probationary hearing that he was not a part of the people. He was not a, a person that jumped him. So if he did do it, like the guy that Tupac spent his last like conscious moments with, like, you know, is like over here, like, you know, friends with his freaking killer. Like it's wild to think about all of it. Here, here's the thing I want to say. I say shout out to Shook. Not that I like him or anything, but he's a UNLV rebel like your boy. So shout out That's to the really red. inappropriate. I just want you to I just want you to know that. And I think you should retract your I sh shout out. Nah, he played for the UNLV football and, and we doing our thing right now. But the one thing I will say is you know how we do it here. We like to say, why the fuck should you care? Right. And the why the why the fuck should you care is one, Tupac from all the things that I've seen, don't get me wrong, he had the side that, you know, like the gangster element. But from what I hear from, you know, his long lost love, Jada Pinkett Smith, he, he had a lot of love to give and he was such a sweetheart. But also the thing you really should take from this whole entire situation is there's no statute of limitations on murder. So a lot of things, maybe you robbed somebody back in 89 and you want to talk about it. You can talk about it, but... Not even just that, like karma always spins a block, like no matter when it is, like you don't ever think that you're like good and scot free and like, don't get comfortable. Like this guy, like people are like labeling him as like a snitch. Like, why were you talking to them in the first place? Or like, I don't know what kind of case they were building up against him. Like if it was drug related, I think it was drug related because he was like, said to have like been had a pcp ring and all this stuff and like coke and whatever but it's just like bro like you're over here monot like you're literally over here just like making so much money off this man's name who's like you know basically a legend because it's 30 years later and we're still talking about him and selling books and like getting all this money after you did like a bad deed or even if you weren't responsible for it, you you were involved at some extent. So it's just it's just wild. And we're really gonna pay attention to this and like see who else is dragged into this and like how credible is the things that he's saying. And yeah, I think that's wild. No, it, it really is. But one one thing I really wanna say, you know, first and foremost, in all seriousness, is it's an incredibly sad thing, right? Because a lot of people look at the death of somebody like Tupac and they can they can understand like, oh my gosh, look at all the music we missed out or he would have changed the world in so many different ways. But I always look when I when I talk about celebrities deaths and I just think about all the young people out there who die 
like from street violence or unnecessarily and think to myself like what would have they have become had this not happened because i think a lot of people project forward you know whether it be selena whether it be tupac whether it be you know michael jackson was kind of older but so many people once they die who are of note people are like i wonder what they would have done and it's like there's so many people out there who maybe would have done these incredible things and the world would have been so much of a better place but we never see their contributions in that way because their life is snuffed out early so all this like like i said you know and granted i'm an old head now but like all this gang banging all this violence all this shooting over you know whether it's like made up beef and territory like if you a grown-ass person like at this point get your shit together get a job start a family nigga like that's all i gotta say yeah we gotta like stop like eating each other up like for real especially over some nonsense like that it's just it's very unnecessary but i cannot wait to see this play out we're uh, obviously gonna have some updates on this and like be paying close attention to this case and like the prosecution and see like what is unraveled and like what new information comes out so we'll definitely keep you guys updated it's very interesting this is the next like highly publicized case to unravel in the media and that is pretty much that all we have for you guys today thank you so much for tuning in and i just want to remind you guys like please follow us and engage with us on social media that's so important we are at the black wash podcast on instagram um you can engage with us on like whatever social media platform that you're streaming us on um apple spotify like we're on all of them but we will catch up with y'all next week thanks all right thanks you guys for listening and if you haven't already please like and subscribe to our podcast i am destiny johnson i'm larry sampson thanks for joining us and remember we said that shit and we meant that shit